Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. And I'm going to be talking about putting yourself out there. So to kind of be, I suppose, a photographer, sometimes you need to, like I said, put yourself out in front of people. This is how you learn to deal better with people. This is how you basically get your confidence up. So by the time this podcast will have gone to air, I'll be have done a on-the-couch session with Camera Pro in Brisbane with my Canon Collective community manager partner, Jules Ingle. So we were invited to come into Camera Pro to do a live webinar event to talk about the Canon Collective and also talk about our photography. You will be able to go and um, look at that on YouTube. I might even put a, a link in the show notes so you can go back and have a bit of a look at that. But the idea of putting yourself out there is, I mean, for some people it's a very scary thought to maybe go and sit in a, such a forum like that and talk about photography um, you're not sure what questions people are going to ask you because it is a, a webinar so people will be chiming in with questions from the from the viewing audience but you've got to get yourself to a level where you're confident enough to, that you can handle most situations I mean sometimes you don't know all the answers but it's just how you I suppose how you how you deal with it and what I say to people is any any time you get an opportunity to put yourself out there so that maybe if you're invited to go to a camera club and do a presentation or judge something, you know, baby photo competition for some some company or whatever. I mean, by doing these things and putting yourself out there, giving yourself some extra experience, these things can be invaluable to help you develop as a photographer because as a photographer, you just don't wear one hat. You've got to have multiple, there's multiple hats. You've got to be able to market yourself. You know, you've got to be able to understand the business side of what you're doing and all those things. And building a confidence actually flows across into your actual photography. So when you're feeling confident and you pick the camera up, you actually perform better. So you you see things more clearly. You know, you have, you know, better ideas as far as composition and how to pose people and where to put them in the scene. This all comes from that confidence. If you go into a shoot and you've got, very low confidence you worry about every aspect of it so that's where it makes it very very difficult and it holds you back so where else could you put yourself forward i mean so i've had people come on the podcast especially on the exposure podcast and the exposure podcast is a bit different from the focus one that you're currently listening to on the exposure podcast you know i talk one-on-one with a photographer and we go through the basically their journey on how they got into photography and discuss all those different elements and for a lot of people that I've invited, they it took quite a lot of coaching to get them to actually come on and sit down and have the chat. And it's because they they're worried about obviously things like you know not maybe knowing the answers to questions I might ask or whatever. And some some people said, oh, if you give me a list of all the questions you're going to ask before, you know, then I can be prepared. And for some people, that's you know they do like to know what they're getting themselves in for. Those types of chats when I do them, there's no pressure on getting getting it wrong, basically, because 
we can edit these podcasts. So if someone you know does come on a start, goes off on a tangent or, or starts discussing something, and then loses their train of thought. That's not a problem, and that does happen quite a lot when I do have guests on um, things like exposure and when we've shot stuff for other. Uh, pieces that we've done whether it be an educational piece and sometimes we're interviewing someone and that person might just have a bit of a bit of a lapse of concentration but that's fine because that's the great thing about doing something like a podcast you can actually stop and you know edit it and fix fix up the mistakes basically you don't have to worry about it so you know that'd be one area if someone if you were in a position somewhere that you could get on a podcast like I said get in front of a local camera club it might even be if you shoot on a particular type of photography, it might be even your local camera store might want to host an event. You could pitch it to them and say, hey, I could come in and I could talk about what I do, my photography and how I use my equipment. Sometimes they're looking for events like that to be able to you know, give something back to their customers. But for you personally, it's a great way of doing two things. You, you can be paying it forward a bit, but also a big confidence boost because pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is so important as a photographer. If you just shoot the same thing on the same settings, go down and shoot the sunset every day at the same time, your photography will kind of stagnate because you'll just be in that comfort zone. You won't try that little bit harder. So people who have really succeeded in photography have made it their mission to push themselves past each point. So where they're currently up to, they want to actually push it that bit further. And it may be shooting something completely different. And getting out of your comfort zone could be, if you are, say, an avid, say, um, landscape photographer, is to go out and get some models or get some people and shoot some people because that can really push people out of their comfort zone when you start doing that because it's, like I said, it, it is challenging, but it's also rewarding that, and you soon find, and it's a bit like the guests that I've had on, on the exposure one. Once I do get them on the show, and I've, you know they've got over that initial nerves and that type of stuff, after we finish recording, they go, "Oh, that was so easy. I, you know, I don't know what I was worried about, and I don't know why I'd, you know, been putting you off for so long." We all have that fear, and we all have to kind of work our way through that fear and try and work out strategies to deal with it. But like I said. If you don't kind of do that, that can hold you back. So if you let that fear, it can be crippling. So basically people won't move forward. They won't try anything different. They won't you know, go outside of what they already know. But the problem with that is as a photographer, if you do that, you're kind of trapped in a, I suppose, between four walls. So you basically can't, can't grow much more than where you're currently up to. So on this episode, talking about pushing yourself outside the comfort zone to to put yourself out there to help you grow as a photographer and help you to I suppose understand more about what you do as well like it helps you give an understanding of what you're about it also helps other people understand and whenever you're in a situation then when you're asked to do a job I mean the more confidence you've got I mean confidence wins jobs confidence wins people over people sometimes even if you don't have 20 years of shooting experience, but you've got great confidence, you've been shooting for two years and you're very confident, confidence kind of rules out over, for a lot of people, if, they, if they, they get a vibe from someone, if they feel like that person kind of knows what they're talking about and seems quite confident, 
they're more likely to use you to a person who may be shooting for a much longer period but not have much confidence or much kind of, I suppose, like a stage presence when they're in front of people. And to build that stage persona, you have to, like I said, you have to work on it. It's something you have to put yourself out there. You have to, you know, when you talk, you kind of project your voice a little bit. You don't shout at people, but you just kind of project. You kind of be, you want to be kind of very decisive in what, what you're saying and you want to be kind of very, you know, like I said, that helps with your confidence as well. The other thing too is when you're first starting out doing these things, do things that are near and dear to your heart so you know that you've already got the base knowledge there. You already know that stuff. You're not going to be having to um, make stuff up on the fly. You know you've got all those, all that knowledge and all the bits and bobs that you know to, you know, if you're a landscape photographer, that's what you want to go and start talking about. Then you might want to, like I said, move into other areas of photography. And like I said, that's the way you grow. That's the what we, you know all have to go down that process of pushing yourselves. And, I mean, so many people are held about by um, self-doubt and self-sabotage. And uh, last night in the studio I was recording for another podcast I do, which is Meet, Meet the Maker Australia. I had a musician in and, you know, we probably recorded probably, I don't know, we probably chat for about an hour and 20 minutes and um, got some really good stuff. And, like, you know, some of her songs she had written was about things that had challenged her and some of the things that, and it's interesting, all creatives, doesn't matter what field you're from, all have challenges. So as creatives, we all kind of have that self-doubt. And to hear us talking about her self-doubt and her self-sabotage and imposter syndrome, it's all things that many photographers actually have to deal with. So it doesn't matter what part of the creative spectrum you're on, whether you're a painter, whether you're a musician, whether you're a photographer, all have to deal with these things and to get to the top you have to really really work at it and you need to have a strategy it's no good just doing random things here and there you know look at trying to book yourself for the next couple of months a number of things that you normally wouldn't do and tick them off so have them on the calendar there so you know that you know next next week you're going to do go and give a talk at the local camera club or you're going to go and get on a on a podcast as a a guest or you're going to go and do a little work mini workshop at one of the camera shops um, where you maybe buy your equipment from or you might even just host a little kind of um, meetup so that's another great way too you know lots of cities have a meetup page where you can connect with similar minded people and basically you know there's a lot of people who who bought the cameras and they just want a shooting partner they want someone to take them out and show them the ropes and for a lot of photographers, we do kind of go down the lone wolf path where I'll tend to go off and shoot street photography and I just want to be a lone wolf because I'm I'm highly mobile when I you know I need to move around, I need to be able to hear, I need to be there, I need to kind of be looking at where, where the shots are going to be. But also then I've done hosted photo walks where I've taken groups of people on photo walks through the city and I've taken them to some of my favourite spots and I've shown them stuff that they've just walked past and they've just totally missed it. So you can nominate to do something like that. I mean, that's a great character-building exercise for yourself. And also, again, it's another section of like paying it forward. If you've you know been had some knowledge in photography and you, you you kind of know some stuff pretty well, why not share that around? And like I said, that can help build your confidence as well by just getting out there and talking to people, and just like I said, you know, putting yourself really out there. 
And, I mean, the other thing too is maybe the other way you can put yourself out there is maybe write a little article. Now, the article might, you mightn't be at the stage where you want to put yourself out the front of a camera club, but you could write an article, say, on landscape photography or street photography or one of the other other areas of photography and write a little, you know, um, a little article about it. So you're not actually putting yourself physically there, but you are, you're putting yourself on the line, so to speak, because you're actually, they're your words and ideas and thoughts. That's an easy way to, I suppose, and I, I suppose when I first started putting myself out there, I did start doing photography blogs. So well before I did the podcasting stuff, I was doing a, you know, probably a monthly blog where I'd talk about something and I'd put it out there. They're still out there in the uh, world of the internet floating around somewhere, the photo mission blog. I haven't done a blog for such a long time because once I kind of, I used it as a bit of a tool, I think, to build more confidence as I got people, you know, reading the blogs and commenting and getting feedback. My blogs then progressed into the podcasting. So that's kind of the transitional path that I went down. Then from the podcasting, then it's kind of gone into many other areas. Like I said, you know, by the time this has gone, has gone to air, We'll have done this live web um, seminar for one of the major camera retails, and it's also an event that's sponsored by Canon Australia. So it's it's a, it is a pretty big deal. But like I said, you've got to build yourself up to get to the level of confidence where you can go and actually do something like that, and be comfortable sitting there, getting asked questions, and being able to give feedback. And like I said, do it in a way that you don't put yourself in you know under stress. You don't ever put yourself in a situation where you you're setting yourself up to fail. You know, I'd say to people, go baby steps. Don't jump in at the completely deep end um, and say, okay, now I've got to try and swim. You're better off to do it in small steps, rather baby steps, rather than jumping in at the deep end. You know, so you start off in the in the shallow end of the pool and then you progressively work your way up to the deep end of the pool. But just don't jump in um, because that tends, if you, you know, if, this, if it goes really pear-shaped, that will probably taint you that you won't go out and put yourself out there ever again. So you don't want that. So you want to basically, like I said, have a measured way of doing it where you're not going to, like I said, set yourself up for failure. And some people do that. They push themselves too hard. So you really got to kind of balance it that you're not pushing yourself that hard that then you really get really, really stressed about it and then you don't follow through. Like I said, baby steps. And like I said, I think one of the simplest ways is just something to write, start writing a writing a little article. Or it might be if you're a member of a Facebook camera group, you know, something like the Canon Collective, which is a great Facebook group. And you've got a technique on, say, you do water drop shots or something else. And you might have developed a bit of a shooting workflow that works for you. Just even kind of detailing that and sharing that with a couple of shots saying, Look, I've noticed um, if I mix, you know, uh, glycerine and water and then I add some, you know, this to it or food colouring or something else to it, I get this type of effect and kind of share that knowledge. I mean, I put a, a picture up the other night. We were out with a friend of mine. We went to do some steel wool spinning. And so there was around the steel wool, had some magnesium ribbon and magnesium burns white hot so when the steel wool's spinning you've got the orange sparks from the metal like the steel burning and when the when the uh, magnesium burns it burns white hot 
and it gives a totally different effect. Again, so, you know, I did a post in one of the uh, groups and just said, this is what we did last Friday night, this is how we did it. And it, a lot of people come out and say, okay, so what do you do and how do you do it? And that type of stuff, I've never tried. So sometimes those things, like I said, can help other people. You're kind of building your confidence and putting that stuff out there can also be great for other people, like those other people who may not have tried doing that type of photography all of a sudden now feel inspired to kind of do it because you've put something out there that they can kind of relate to. And, you know, keep it simple. Like when you do do it, don't go into um, super too much technical detail because a lot of people, you know, if it's too kind of technical, a lot of people will, will balk at it. Most people do get frightened off if it's, oh, this is a really complex technique. You have to do this in, you know, you have to move it in two degree implements and all this type of stuff. Just break it down into... Make it easy for people to understand and for people to follow. And like I said, don't make it too difficult where there's, you know, they need a lot, you know, like I said, a science calculator to work it out. You want to kind of keep it simple. So again, kind of recapping, you know, things you could do to put yourself out there to build your confidence and help you become a better photographer at the end of the day is write an article, get on a blog, you know, do something like that, share something with your local camera club share something with your local camera store and a lot of the camera stores actually have facebook pages and different things when they have monthly challenges and that type of stuff you know you might put yourself forward and and offer up a potential monthly challenge i mean you might have a really good eye for street photography and you might do you know a lot of black and white street photography and you could pitch them an idea saying hey i'd like to suggest you know next month you do a street photography challenge with um but all the images need to be black and white and then give a little bit of detail about how the people might create the black and white because some people you know still don't even know that own a DSLR or a mirrorless camera that there's an there's an image um setting in there where you can change the camera to display monochrome and sometimes when I'm doing street photography to get a feel about how it's going to look um, and a lot of people do their conversion, so they basically shoot in colour, then they convert to monochrome in post. But you can actually put it on the back of the camera and select monochrome mode and see the results on the back of the camera. So the trick is if you shoot RAW and JPEG, the RAW files will still be in colour, but the JPEG file will be um, monochrome. So you've still got an option there to go back and have it coloured, but... It helps you kind of visualise and see what it's going to look like in monochrome on the back of the camera. And the other challenge that people can do, you can also do and offer up something like this as well, is that you can actually change the format. So instead of shooting in the normal format, you might shoot it in a one-by-one, which is like a square Instagram-type image on the back of the camera, just to play around with your composition and to, you know, try different things. So these things you could offer up, like I said, as little... I suppose, mini challenges for different things. Like I said, whether it be the camera club, whether it be local camera store or wherever. So, yeah, on this episode, just been talking about putting yourself out there. And like I said, I have found that every time that I put myself out there, it has given my confidence a big boost and allowed me to go on and do something else. And the thing about it is once you're out there and you start putting yourself out there, people start to notice. So, opportunities start to come your way so people start to offer oh we should ring this guy or you should talk to this guy he's fantastic at light painting you know he'd be great to get him along and teach a few people about light painting and these are like I said 
suppose it's a an old an old tried and tested method of quite often in the past people had a skill and so people would actually share that skill with other people in the community and again it's like I said it's been done for years it sometimes you saw that with you know I think things like the CWA Country Women's Association I mean they used to get together and and they still do it's a huge organization but they share recipes and they share tips on you know, how do I get how do I get the sponge cake so fluffy and light? Because I did this and I did that and share their techniques. So they and teach quite often younger um, uh, women coming through who want to bake and that type of stuff and and that, you know give them some tips and that type of stuff and share it. But it's a mechanism like a group to be able to share that stuff. And I think photography is a very sharing community and there's a lot of photography communities and people are very very sharing with the knowledge that they give out people you know there is a few photographers like to keep some secrets and don't like to share that's fine and that's perfectly okay to do that not everyone um, wants to share their knowledge but there's a lot of people that do want to share their knowledge and like I said it's a way of building confidence getting his name out there and people kind of recognizing your work so this has been another solo edition of Photo Mission Focus, um, discussing photography. Got a few things in the pipeline, but it's just been such a busy time trying to put guests together. We've um, been working behind the scenes with the Click Awards and doing stuff, a lot of stuff with the Canon Collective. So it's kind of... So I suppose I haven't had a lot of time to actually chase people up because it does take a bit of time to get people to come on and sit down and talk. Um, organising schedules and when they're available and trying to make sure everyone's everyone's calendars line up so it actually all works for everybody. Anyway, as always, we love your comments. I love you to follow us on whatever um, platform you're um, listening to it. Subscribe to that platform so you won't miss any future episodes. Remember too, we've got a huge back catalogue now of episodes. So if you only just recently found uh, Focus, go back and have a look. Go right, right back because we go back probably about nearly three years, I think the, the podcast have been running now. You know, some of the stuff back then, is, it's, you know, a lot of this stuff we talk about is still relevant. It doesn't go on, it kind of doesn't have a use-by date. It's always kind of, you know, things are relevant and people at different parts of the journey, it's relevant to their where they may be at at their particular point in the journey in photography. Anyway, until next time, enjoy your photography. Um, this is Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus and uh, talk to you soon. See ya. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.